Spaceships, it's not about spaceships. Yeah, it is. How's it going, everybody? I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. And bastard I'm stuck in my head forever now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rob. Years from now, when they finally make a movie, Jason, I'm going to line mm -hmm. up. I'm going to be all excited. And that song's going to hit, and I'm going to hear it's not about speech. Yeah. You bastard. All right. All right. I, I, I want your guys' opinion on this, okay? Um, so a few days ago, well, I had the scoop that Acolyte had wrapped, okay? And it was like, I think it's officially, officially, officially wrapped now. But like what I had was, it was fucking wrapped. So it's like, at what level do you, you know, w when does it start? When does it begin? It's always a bit of an arbitrary date at the end of the day. So, uh, but this I wanted to show you was uh, the industry started to report that it was that it that it had wrapped now, and I, I noticed a little something. Oh, now it's real. Now, now, now it's real. <laughs> Bestman Bulletin <laughs> writes that Acolyte had been filming since October in the United Kingdom. Then the industry article the Acolyte started filming in October in the UK, with filming taking place primarily at Shinfield Studios located in Berkshire. With, you don't say. A, in Berkshire. <laughs> addition, the production ventured out to various locations around the UK. Okay. The production also ventured out to various locations around the country, including, and then it Brecken begins national. Too, huh? Yeah, yeah, they fucking, they fucking, <laughs> it sounds to me, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I've only had to call out students for plagiarism before, and I would fucking definitely call that out as plagiarizing not only my information and calling it your own, but Bestman Bulletins as well. Um, the writing actually from Bestman Bulletin, you know, and uh, that's from a, a K K T by KFTV.com. And they got uh, so lazy, Jason, mm -hmm. that they also put in like Bestman's Patreon information, like they forgot to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, know? like would it be okay then? Yeah, so most likely they they saw our, I'm gonna assume, saw what we did. And then um, went and used the industry side to, to confirm it. And then it confirmed, well, 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 darling, it's ours now. And, uh, and, and I've also been told that that's on the, the Wikipedia page now. That's the world that we live in. Um, so I've been reading uh, that book. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold what? on. Do you know what today is? Today's Dave Filoni's it's birthday. My birthday. It's your birthday. Oh <laughs> Dave, you know what Dave did? Dave announced oh the uh, Dave announced the Ahsoka show on on his the Ahsoka series. Oh I don't like saying I don't like saying Ahsoka show. That sounds fucking stupid. I'm not Ahsoka saying it anymore. Ahsoka series. Yeah. Hi everybody, it's the Ahsoka show. That's it's not. It sounds fucking stupid. Thank God is Filoni. TGIF, Jason. But uh, <laughs> and then it comes out on my that birthday, my Dave. Name. Did you do that on purpose? Did you, are we a dyad? I did. How'd you, are we oh, a, I did. a weird? I did. A, di a dyad of weird. 
oh, it's a diet. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Jason, I'm going to take all that. You know, we just like to just take whatever you write anyway and just go oh, keep finders keepers. Give it to KFTV. <laughs> let Bespin, Bull- Bespin Bulletin and um, making Star Wars, who, who made uh, about a dollar yesterday. Yesterday was a very bad day oh for us. God. We made it. We made it. Well, I had, I had a great super chat yesterday of $15. Appreciate he got my that. 50 cent so, tip. Yeah. He got my 50 cent tip. But, but he wrote that's articles and I made 15 times more than him off of his super chat. But that's that's how bad we are. Um, that's how oh, bad it's right. going. Um, oh, but right. I, I'm I'm reading. Um, you gotta go Sizzler, Jason. You know what I mean? Get some hot cheesy bread, some watermelon. How about some of that? The little, the little Shirley Temple? We can't, Dave, because every time we go out to a restaurant, you tell them it's your birthday to get the free cake. And then when it's your birthday. <laughs> you own to me. You know, honestly, George <laughs> taught me that one. He taught me that. <laughs> birthdays all over the world. You can just go. That's why, that's why you shoot in other countries, he told me, because you can go everywhere is your birthday. They ain't going to check it. They ain't going to check in Tunisia. During during my my uh, early twenties, whenever I would go out to bars and clubs, I used to always just say it was my birthday. It's my birthday. That was just like my saying. And it work. Mm. I get and everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they don't like it at the funeral home now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that got dark, dude. But oh man, <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. <laughs> What would be the Realist- one place they wouldn't care about your birthday? It would be the funeral home, right? <laughs> the funeral home, yeah. They're like, right? this is a death. This is a death day place, not a birthday place. We don't care. Elmo shrug, right? Um, <laughs> what do you call it? I was gonna say. Oh, th- th- thank you, Justin. But <laughs> it's not really my birthday. <laughs> it's oh, my birthday's in. I'm the one doing all the fucking work here. You know what I mean? Where's my tip? <laughs> hey. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Um, yeah, my my, my birthday is on August twenty third when Ahsoka comes out. Today's Dave's birthday, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, no. So, anyways, I'm reading uh, I'm reading that book we were talking about earlier in the week by Maureen Ryan called "Burn It Down," and I don't. I think I may have got through the chunk of the Lucasfilm content, but not all of it. Um, we talked earlier in the week about what happened on Lost. And once again, at the end of that Lost chapter, it's kind of uh, it's cringy and pathetic the way that Linda Lobb's like, what about my career at that last point? You know, and and but I, I also understand it because it's that's a natural thing to to say, not not justifying that shit. To his credit, later on in that book, he does go like, oh, there's systemic issues that lead to these issues. Like, like he doesn't um, go like, nah, it's in your head. I, I just wanted to say it doesn't absolve him. It doesn't absolve the 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 history, so to speak. And uh, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think, I don't know, you know, what you do. I have no idea. But that's the whole thing about like so far with the book. It's like, well, what do you, what do you do? Um, but you end up with um, at least you know I don't think the guy's a piece of shit is my point. <laughs> I think he's I think he literally wants to be a good person and a better person for the industry for 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 what it's what it's worth you know. And because I love Lost and I was really looking forward to his Star Wars like offering, and uh, so I, yeah, I thought I mean, the, the whole thing is we, yeah nearly I, every. Uh owner of a 
professional sports league donates to the Republican Party and to fucking cop unions, what are you supposed to do then? Are all you yeah. guys going to stop going to the fucking games? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, about it, you know, like, that's, that's, that's well, no, that's what the this book says. Basically, says what you just said. It oh, gets really? into it. Well, yeah, it, it, it not not specifically in that way, but in the sense that it uh, a lot of executives are right wing themselves, or right. the because Hollywood only cares superficially about demographics, it will cater to to those demographics. So there, therefore, um, yeah, Hollywood is is you know we have this whole perception of it being like this like left wing, you know, fucking thing. When you really get down to it, though, everything is super safe. Everything is like a lot of the times, like the the people are put into roles superficially. Um, they're not really allowed to, you know, like at the end of the day, like they might put somebody of color in a position on a show about people of color, and then only to later on be told that's not relatable which really means like white it up this is and... this isn't the same thing but mm -hmm. it's similar we were watching uh the muppets right the the, the 2015 oh Office, it goes into that it goes into that yeah. one big time yeah there's oh, a no, lot no. on the muppet oh yeah yeah it's it was uh I do like that series don't ruin it for me but but uh yeah. there's a oh, scene yeah. right where mm -hmm. there's this scene where kermit's trying to get like some advice on what to get his new girlfriend uh, mm -hmm. he's a new girlfriend in that show a birthday present and there's there's like three different muppets in the room they're all guys and there's one human chick and then they never talk to her about it <laughs> just spinning their wheels right right and well, like, well finally kermit decides to go ask miss piggy his ex-girlfriend for help versus asking the woman in the writer's room and it's yeah. a writer's room you know like and i'm like mm -hmm. That is a subtle joke, but that is true. There's a woman right back there, and they don't even oh, bring it I up. didn't. I, I didn't watch it, but that showing up in that show based off of what they were talking about, that doesn't sound – yeah, that sounds like it was uh, – that was definitely commenting on the reality of what they were um, dealing with on that show. And there, there was there, – there was – there were there, – there's like always the ongoing theme throughout it where you have like dudes in a writer's room or in a room and then they're like like telling jokes and then they get too comfortable and they tell a joke and then all of a sudden or i don't know if all of a sudden is the right way to put it but it's not funny they, the, the person they told the joke to like the woman like in a in a closed office with just them doesn't find it funny and then it's like oh and then like now it's like a problem i don't know how they deal with that I mean, I mean, the only way you deal with this, you just, you just can't do it. But then you also have that thing. But like she mentions in the last chapter, uh, or I think it was the last chapter that a lot of times people will have a misstep and then they will be called out on it. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they don't do it again. But some of the people like continue to do it, you know? And it's like, a, like an ongoing problem. Like I was kind of bummed about like Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm and the Goldbergs, which is also related to the Muppets. And like, it, it kind of lays out, like when you just hear the, the Jeff Garland stuff, like by itself, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, it's a social faux pas. He was hugging people when he wasn't supposed to. But then when you kind of hear that it's, this isn't like the first time people said quit it. And it's like, and, and it happened on like Curb Your Enthusiasm and there was people paid out on Curb. You're like, oh, it starts to paint a different picture. You know what I mean? And 
And uh, even like I even have to call I call myself out on um, when I was laughing at the uh, like Shelly Duvall stuff. You remember we were talking about like, well, at the end of the day, if it makes great art, like th- there's a whole chapter well, in that you book. Don't have to torture no, your fucking right, right. I well, mean, I was no, but I was right. joke. I was joking, but but there's actually a chapter on that. And it, and it lays out how exactly like abusive those those moments actually are, and I was like, oh shit! I was like, I felt like I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad for being like, ah, you know, if it, at the end of the day, I was scared that the art's good, you well, know. But I, but not when you hear it, yeah, not everyone's you know trauma. It's not an Olympics, right? Like like mm-hmm. some people don't deal with things as well as others, right? Yeah. And just because someone deals well with something now, it doesn't mean they're actually dealing with it well at all right you know like they Mm -hmm. may be back there they may be not sane i mean that's why it's like if an actor chooses to go method that's an actor's choice but if a director decides to terrorize their fucking staff to get you know a great performance that is like what what are we doing like you you get a they're they're fucking paid to act they're not i don't know you know like maybe those bring you know real weapons to set and actually shoot people right right ridiculous yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it, it just lays out, like, even but, the author, the, the author of the book between... developed the show for three years, and was like, I didn't have a bad experience developing my show, the show never came out, but didn't have a bad experience, and like, it doesn't need to be the way that, that it that it is. Oh, you know this, who talks about this really mm-hmm. well, in a way, was if you ever get the Criterion, maybe it's on a blue right now, but it was definitely on the Criterion of the uh, the Rock. Right? Okay. The movie The Rock, the Michael Bay movie, Criterion for yeah. the Rock DVD. And on the audio commentary, Ed Harris is on there, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets back in the mindset. And, and so he does The Rock just a few years after The Abyss. Remember, yeah. he almost died on The Abyss. Mm-hmm. The whole story where there's a scene where he's falling at the end, you know, like he's going down to the whatever. And they had to shoot that. They shot it sideways because the tank wasn't that deep. So they shot it sideways to make it look like he was really falling. But his helmet that he was wearing was really filled with liquid in the movie. Yeah. It's not like a trick. Yeah. He's filled with, he can't in, breathe when he's in, in there. In the movie, if you've never seen the abyss, they, they breathe like a liquid oxygen into their lungs. So right. it's like, which, that, that's, yeah. which the rat really breathed, but Ed Harris isn't breathing. That's not, you know, no humans can really use that right now. So like mm-hmm. they just filled it with liquid. It's not like a piece of plastic with some liquid in there and he's fine. Yeah. It's filled. So he can't breathe. And he's got that helmet on, and he's underwater shooting these scenes. And so they went to go give him oxygen, right? And, like, the fucking respirator was broke and basically, like, shoved water into his lungs. And they didn't know. And they did it, like, two or three times, and then he almost died. It was a whole thing. So he's doing the audio commentary, and he's talking about how Michael Bay was trying to, like, emulate his work style. Like, Well, one one sec, one sec. Um... Sam says it's hard to hear you, but that he could hear me. But I could hear you fine. So if anybody else is having a problem hearing Rob, can you just let us know in the chat? But but continue. I think you're fine. It might be a stereo issue for Sam. Uh, but, but go ahead. Just wanted to yeah. Everything automatically detect volume. I mean, it's all it's all set. Yeah, I, right. I I could hear you. So you sound. I can hear that. I can hear that chocolate voice. So yeah. But sorry. The mic inter- is right in front of my face. So I, I mean, it's literally okay. on my mouth. So, okay, okay. J- Justin, know. Justin could hear us fine. So good. Yeah. So I, th- I, thank you, thank you, Justin. 
All right, go go ahead. Go I, on. Even though I even though I have to draw during the show, folks, I have a mic in front of my face. It's not fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, so he's talking about Michael Bay's working style. Michael Bay at the time was trying to mimic himself after James Cameron, and what I take that to mean is he was just abusive on set, like verbally, right? And so Ed Harris is saying in the documentary, he's like, "Look, I pulled Michael aside. I told him, you know, you don't. I work with Jim. You don't because everyone calls you. I work. You don't have to be like that. That's not. It's not necessary. You know." And that's a lesson James Cameron himself had to fucking learn. But like right. I don't know if that ever I don't given how like Megan Fox and them have complained, you know what I mean, about Michael Bay since I don't think he ever learned that lesson. You know what I mean? But like the sincerity in Ed's voice when he tells the story, you know, and it's very real. Like you can hear it's not I don't know, it sounds different, you know? It sounds like the dude is still I mean, the dude almost I mean, that's I mean, I love the abyss, but that never should have happened, right? <laughs> like, that never. Yeah. There's no fucking excuse for it, you know. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what what it what it kind of got into on on that front. And so on the uh, Star Wars front, um, it'll be better. It'll be we'll have a an article um, on bestbinbulletin.com up like probably tomorrow, if not tonight, but probably tomorrow, I'd say. And because um, I'm going through and I'm annotating what's in the book and then I'm tossing it over to Bespin so he can use it. And um, but there's like a story in there. And that story is basically a, a woman that all the all, most of the names are pseudonyms. So and it doesn't say who the executive is. And so I won't guess you guys could guess if you want, but I won't because I don't want to, you know, say it's somebody when they're innocent, you know. But but I can say that it like in my own personal experience with Lucasfilm, I have seen exactly what they're talking about. Um, and so what happened is this person is a creative, and they're hired onto a Star Wars show. I'm. It sounds like it's a show, like a, like it's a a cartoon or a or a TV show, and. She be- she thinks she's going to be in a position of like being basically like the second in command and an end really like a very like a creative force that's going to really be able to um, offer a lot and also progress and have accolades for if the work connects and is good. Right. It ends up being a situation where she is babysitting uh, a dude. Um, his pseudonym starts with a D. Is that a hint? Uh-oh. I don't know. Is that I don't know, but it is. Oh, no. Um, no, it's like Dan or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but um, point being, uh, he can't write scripts. They're all shit. This person basically has to go and get him in line, get his management in line, and also make sure his work is good. And then if the work is good, he gets the credit. And if the work fails, she's fucked. That's 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 the the reality of the situation, and whenever this person expressed these concerns to people at Lucasfilm, a lot of times other executive women, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is, and this is where I know this that that this is fucking true, is that it they are so about catering and fostering the quote creative, making sure that creative and. It, and I don't know if this is common throughout the industry, but I know at Lucasfilm, and this has been something I said on the show a hundred times, Lucasfilm was set up to cater to the needs of one white man. 
<laughs> right? George fucking Lucas. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and in this instance, in, the, in that era, that's what he made. He's like, I am making this company so you guys can make my vision and do what I fucking want you to. And I'm going to pay you and compensate you to do the thing I want you to do. And this is my analysis, by the way, that I'm adding right here about George Lucas and that. But it, it ends up being a situation where that's that becomes the culture, I think. Now here we are, and a lot of those those people, and oftentimes women, I would say, I've seen them go around and fawn over like making sure that Dave Filoni's vision is met. And it's all about Dave. And I've seen the, the people do it, and they they do uh kind of I'm not saying it's Dave Filoni or Dave Filoni needs this, but they do fucking, they are, it's just like, is Dave happy? Is Dave okay? What does Dave need? And like, that's, that's how they are. And like, I'm here to facilitate Dave, you know, like, like that's how it is. So you can, I could definitely see how a creative person comes aboard Lucasfilm in the modern times. And then all of a sudden is met with, Oh, join us in babysitting homeboys. Like, and, and, you are secondary to the auteur. And that's sort of um, what, what is laid out in, in that, in that book that it, that's, that's like the big problem that it, that this person has. And uh, I, I 100% believe it. I I think that happened. Um, I also not to, I don't fucking, you know me. I mean, I do whatever I want. I don't really care about playing to them. I don't play to them. Um, but I would say that it, I would not be surprised if that was sort of a ramification of that original culture and that it, they didn't realize that they were doing it, but they are. And, and so that's the good thing I think about that book, about the, about this book. And is that it, uh, it, in, in very human ways is it presents the uh, situation. And, you know, sometimes like, like Lindelof, like I have empathy for Lindelof in the sense that it nobody set up how to do this right and how to how to not you know perpetuate systems that are fucked up. Nobody set him up with that. He's doing his best, um, but at the same time, I feel a hell of a lot worse for like the actor who played um, Walt's dad. Uh, is it Michael? Was that was his name? Michael, the character Michael. It's been a long time since I watched Lost, but Walt's dad, and uh, who's a great actor, yeah, and he comes in, yeah, and gets fucking sidelined, like, and then he ends up getting pushed out and has his career fucking damaged, and then gets the fucking stick. Like, I feel a hell of a lot worse for him, especially after reading uh, this this uh, book. So, anyways, it's a uh, yeah, we'll have more on it. There's a lot more of like like little kind of little tidbits on Lucasfilm and Star Wars th- throughout it. Um, and uh, it's definitely Star Wars. She doesn't say Star Wars, but it can't be Willow and it can't be Indiana Jones. So what else does this film do? So on that one, and uh, you know, magic. Strange, yeah, strange magic. No, it, it, it's it's definitely during the uh, the uh, Disney era. I would say I it's definitely like not that far back. And I, you know, for a second I was like, oh, and 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 the show was successful, as it also says. And once again, how do you define success? I don't know on that one. Sure. So it's like, it starts to sound like Mandalorian when you think of success, but then you're like, well, the Star Wars Rebels successful because you got a lot of guys on that one that it could have been between 
you know what I mean? There's a lot of, there was a lot of big names on that too. So it's uh yeah, it, it's, so it's like trying to figure it out is sort of like a, a weird, a weird situation, but um, yeah. Interesting book though. You know, uh, Rob, in your opinion, if I play the Ahsoka TV spot, will we get demonetized because of and, and taken oh, yeah. down because of that music? You think yeah, so? We're, we're, we get demonetized the minute we like curse, you know. So do we, uh, they just don't I, share I, the video, is what they'll do. So like, you know, they do yeah. stuff like that. So a hey, jokes on none too. So none too likes to say, uh, if you mute Rob, it'd be better. Uh, jokes on this cat, right? If this if if this cat was following the show, they'd remember the time I did a whole episode where I didn't speak. Remember? Yeah. For an yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, and that happened. Days. You could always go back I didn't to even that tell one. You I was going to go there. I mean, we call it a classic episode. <laughs> we call it a classic episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. I suspect on our Indiana Jones review, there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> um. All right. I'm. I'm. We're just going to see what happens. Uh, I'm going to play right, the, uh, the uh the uh the uh, TV watch. spot. For you guys, the the Ahsoka it. announcement trailer. Here we go. All right, and you could talk over it if you want to, Rob. I don't care. It's been a while. Things have changed. I started hearing whispers about oh, Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. We have the to ears. The, worst. the Jedi fell a long time ago. There aren't many left. It is time to begin again. Well, that'll teach you guys for not paying attention. I don't know why that. I don't know why that was so loud. That was insanely loud. Sorry, guys. She looked tiny, like that shot when red, like when they cut to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She looked microscopic. Maybe it's because it goes from the hologram to that shot with her, and they're almost in the same spot. But mm-hmm. it was just a weird cut where I'm like, oh, she looks tiny, like almost look like mm-hmm. micro machines. Well, like, th- there's a Jedi. I mean the, the most hilarious uh cut in the whole thing though is when they they show uh Hai Young at the end he's like maybe it's time to start again and then they show her like shanking a droid and he looks like it makes you think it's him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right, know. Right, right. But uh yeah, right here right here we can see uh when it opens up we have some X-wings and it looks like a Soka ship and it's flying past that that tower. And inside that tower is the tower that Ezra Bridger used to live in in Star Wars Rebels. Remember the shot yesterday where, where we saw them looking outside and like the sun was coming in to the inside and we were yeah. like talking about how the lighting was good. Most likely right it's in, it's inside there. Yeah. I see. And so I'm guessing that it, yeah, that it, uh, I don't know. I'm guessing the, the, the new Republic escorts Ahsoka to, to a Sabine or where she's at or something, something like that. But I just want to, before we get too into this, just to kind of wrap up what you were saying about, oh, yeah. like, you know, culture and movie studios. I just want to remind people the entertainment industry, whether it's films, video games, T-shirts, it's actually not corporate. It is at the top, but every it's very much more like a restaurant. It's very skill labor, trade labor based. And so you like in a restaurant, you have people who own or investors who own the restaurant, right? And those people, yeah. they got money, but everyone else busting tables, cooking food, they're working their asses off for fucking nothing, you know? And so like there aren't HR departments at a restaurant, right? Like, and so cultures mm-hmm. get built up. And even if there, there is like someone you speak to, they're really there to keep the restaurant going because the profit margins are so slim, blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter 
how high end that restaurant is or how you know street level it is at the end of the day it's you know it's it's like a skill and, and it's a skill labor trade labor situation masquerading as entertainment you know and now a lot of these studio systems are the exact same way yeah. so we can say hey because this this movie affected my life or it meant something to me these are big prestigious studios and like but you know they, they should mean something they should the reality is it it's much more you know like if you don't do this job this way you'll be gone tomorrow there'll be someone else we can always just run out and get somebody else kind of like deal it's not yeah it's not like a job where you know there's a severance package and you're getting weekends off and you have a 401k it's not that kind of job it should be but it has historically been ran the other way and it masquerades yeah, as being bigger than it really is you know or yeah that's that's together that, that's that's pretty much in line with a lot of, of of what g is saying in that in that book um with not not your analogy specifically but that if there is a disconnect and then when you have the people who are like managers um even breaks on one management style that's like so insane that the person yells at everybody and then has to do everything themselves and then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy for the insanity that will go on you know and and um uh, and, and one other uh last thing before we leave that behind I would say like the like opening chapters thesis of the book is that it the shit that co that goes on in Hollywood affects our daily lives because it presents a version of truth that we end up buying into and it uses like Correct. it uses uh essentially uh what was that show 24 then you have military people in Afghanistan and Iraq watching 24 on DVD that believe that torture is going to tor white people torturing brown people usually middle eastern is going to yield results and it goes on shortly after that to show donald trump being a successful businessman who's a guy who which is also a fabrication and who tells it like it is and is just there to get shit done and then he becomes the president so those sorts of ideas that hollywood propagates and pushes forward can be fucking dangerous and they can be really, really sort of evil and wrong and lead us down wrong paths and stuff like that. So I think it's it's sort of like in a weird way, if we fix inaccurate depictions in Hollywood from being a, a, a you know so so prominent, uh, it might actually kind of make society somewhat better. Not gonna solve everything, but might help. So I, I, yeah, I, and I, I'm like, yeah, I, I it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, to argue, hard to argue with to, to a degree. And uh, I don't really have any arguments against it, but, but I'm not done with the book yet. So, you know, I, but right now I'm saying it's a good read right now. Uh, it, it's definitely in the good read uh, category. And if the last, if the, if the last part if the last chapters don't fall off, a lot of times books could be front heavy really good front chapters especially when it's uh sort of ethnographic or researched and journalistic and then the back chapters uh have less time less care less love and they figure most people won't read it because they're just going to read the juicy stuff depending on the editor so i'm not sure what to expect but so far the book's great a lot of you video know. games are built that way too mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> yeah so so we got so back to the ahsoka thing uh yeah we got we have we have our, our 
this trailer, this announcement date trailer is really, I think, geared towards Star Wars Rebels people. Like it's it starts off with the Star Wars Rebels, you know what I mean? Like uh tray or uh location, one of the one of the most heartfelt locations from from Law. And then uh so on this shot, as I'm looking at 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 Lothal in live action in this way right here, I'm like, number one, not the best looking thing I've ever seen, but at the same time, not unlike Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it look, really, really kind of looks like it in certain ways. I think they kind of got that that feeling on here. I'm curious to see I think, how it's I think though. Kirshner and them created a better wind uh, effect on the, the the docking bay, right? Like mm-hmm. when we go to speak Lando, it's pretty windy mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. So when I I'm, I'm not I mean well her her hair is blowing. Yeah. So we'll I have to look at it again. But I don't I don't yeah. want to play. I can't turn that volume down, so I don't want to turn it back on. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Might blow somebody up. Also, no handrails, so consistent. No, yeah, no, no, no handrails. We got that right there. It looks like they're on a set because they're on a set. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, then... I, I, sorry, but it's very, it's very hard. There's a reason why you don't shoot typically in the middle Rob, of the day. Rob looks at her and goes, "It's, it's very hard." Sorry, I, I know. Thank, thank you, Beavis. Appreciate yes. that. <laughs> but uh, look at her orange shirt. I didn't notice that. She has like an orange Luke Skywalker shirt almost. I'd have to say what's probably missing from that exterior shot is the lack of this is one of my complaints of not just about this but every digital show is there's just a lack of lenses you know or lens artifacts or grain or anything that kind of like roots the image into something tangible mm-hmm. when it's super clear and it looks you know digital I don't know it just it's missing a level of canvas yeah, you know, to sort of ground it in a way that, I mean, imagine if ET was shot with a 4K super clean camera, it wouldn't look good. ET mm-hmm. would look like shit. Like I'm just letting you know right now, you know, like, it would not hold up. Or you need well, to, there's a helps tie a lot of that together. You know? There was a there was an ET short made like a year or two ago. You, you could like literally see what it looks like if you want to. It, it with uh, I think it was with Henry Thomas as the, Elliot the, the, as an adult the commercial. The, yeah, the commercial, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Jake says that really looks like like Lothal to me, and then Seth follows up with the city looks more shiny than it did in the rest of the series in the Re- Rebels epilogue. Yeah, like in the Rebels epilogue, you you see the city like revitalized like in the distance, and then, but if we want to like split hairs on it too, like the skyline is different in the show than it is in in in, in there. So, uh, in your brain you could justify it with the show was showing you a different time and the skyline has changed within that time um as the city was like revitalized this is like the 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 latest version of it but at the same time it's just really just one of those differences between cartoons and live action you know when you get down to it it's all that's all that it really is and and i i am thinking that yet that yet the uh the uh, costumes or i am justifying the the clean, perfect costumes with, or everything is perfect with the fact that it, this is like a republic, a new republic person. This is like supposed to be like going back towards the Phantom Menace, but 
And when you see Ahsoka, it it's not as it's way more lived in. Like her bracers, like the edges are like missing the shit. You know what I mean? Like so, I am a little bit like hoping that that's what they're going for, and that we find some consistency in th- these things as as we watch sure. through. We may not though. We may not. Uh, not trying to justify a bad call if it is a bad call. And then right here we see like like a little tiny ship. It's like a, like an imperial ship, and it's and it's going landing on this like on this bigger ship. So what the fuck, dude? What the what is that? Is that is that like the 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 chimera? Is that is this Thrawn arriving? Because there is a shot where you see it looks like maybe Pelion uh, welcoming like a Thrawn type character or somebody to the ship, and I keep wondering if that's what that is, but. For all we know, this is just like Paleon meeting uh, um, Morgan Elsbeth or something. You know what I mean? Because mm. because she's she's a powerful contractor in the Empire. And then right here we could see Ahsoka on Corvus again. And uh, like I like I said, uh, my impression from talking to multiple sources is that four of the episodes take place starting in the, the the new republic and is basically adjacent to mando 2 and then the second half is somewhere between mando 3 and 4 i don't i don't know if it will matter or but definitely after season 2 so do with that what you will that that is that is the best uh so right here uh, that that's the best uh uh, guess I got, and then this right here, we see this little right. ship landing, and then like, see the guy on the left that looks like might be Pelion to me. And then, so is this like where he's finally, you know, Thrawn comes out and does he fucking give him a big old wet kiss? I missed you, daddy, my blue daddy, I missed you. Or, um, is this is this fucking uh, Morgan Elspeth? It, I just feel like it's either most likely Morgan or or Thrawn based off of the 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 what appears to be some sort of like I'm Pelion I'm going to go meet you in the docking bay that sounds like it would be an important person and not like Shin or something right but that could be Shin's ship huh is that Shin's ship fuck i have to look at the cockpit that might be that might be Shin's ship Shin's ship Shin all i know jason is Filoni likes to shoot ears a lot of ears in the shots mm. <laughs> reverse shot ears yeah i like to say Shin's ship um all right, here here you go. This is for you, dude. More ears. Some 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 Mads Mickelson ears. Maybe he's got an ear fetish. <laughs> mm, yeah. you, you, <laughs> I, I hear you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my kind of stupid. <laughs> hey, we're and, gonna and now, Jason. He's not taking serious. Oh, 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 look at yeah, that. This look is one of the most this is the most right important that day. Pirate Pro, yeah, August twenty third. So people, people See? say like, like it's it's the most important day also, in Lucasfilm history. Also, looks like history. a little butt. Doesn't it look like a butt mm-hmm. or boobs. Which one do you think? Which one do you think he's going for? <laughs> I mean, I always feel like the uh, three is 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 a nutsack. Sideways. Oh, you got like me on that one. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I see. So now that's all I see. All right. <laughs> um did, okay. did 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 you know that not only is it my birthday, but River Phoenix and Ray Parks? It's true. 
that's why, and it's the release date of, of Ahsoka, which makes it the most important day in Lucasfilm history. I, I, I've decided myself. I know you mentioned Ray Park. The two looks kind of like a penis, doesn't it? Like if you look at Aww. it. Hey. <laughs> what? Hey, come on, man. We we've all par- we've all we've all partied too hard once, twice. We've all parked. I mean, we've all, we, 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 we've all parked that. once or twice. I mean, even Marty's mom was parking. Remember? All right. Yeah. So right here, we well, once again have that really clean new Republic, cleaner than Return of the Jedi. And like like I said before, man. The uh, costumes I heard on Mando three that there was a lot of like costume fucking issues, like where they were just not giving enough money, and then they were like having to do creative things to get the money. And, oh, and that book mentions um, that the person who was unhappy working for that executive that they brought their shit in on budget on the previous projects that they'd ever been on and lucasfilm was like oh you could go over budget like we just don't give a shit basically going over budget it's like expected because you know it's us and um but what's funny was that lines up with what i was hearing about mando about mando 3 into skeleton crew with ahsoka adjacent is that if they were skimping on costumes paying a lot more for the mando costumes knowing that it was gonna gonna eat up the budget and then that the other costumes would be not usable and that they would have to up the other costumes as best as they could. And um, so that's what they did. But when you look at like this guy right here, like like if you compare this guy's costume to General Maydeen's Return of the Jedi costume, it's it doesn't hold up. Right. And that's that's the uh, the uh, kind of kind of thing, the kind of stuff that was going on. And for the record, I heard that the Ahsoka production was not like a bad place. I heard it was the place you wanted to be. You didn't want to be on Mando three, and you definitely didn't want to be on Skeleton Crew. But Ahsoka was like that was the one to be on. You know, that's that's the one that everybody seemed to be jealous because of the the working environment and stuff. But uh, this guy's costume does exemplify that cut that those cut corners. It probably fucking doesn't matter. But the truth is, is it ends up in a trailer shot and we're waiting for the show. So it gets scrutinized, you know, at the end of the day, probably won't we might see this guy for a second. I don't know, but you know, is what it is. But I do like, uh, and his costume once again, looks like it's fucking brands big and new so perfect and everything like that but i i, I like i like seeing the little mon call guy there even though you know I, I don't mind i don't mind seeing seeing some some little weirdos like that and then we got uh mon mon mothma from the hologram which which we've of course like already seen like a lot and uh you know the, the story it's goes mon cal's Jason, it's when mm-hmm. these moncals talk. I tend to have the yeah. issues. Yeah, you know, I have not seen one moncal speak. Other well, than Admiral it, Akbar, that is like you know, it's not, no, it's not gone well. I'm of the I'm of the opinion that the Admiral Akbar thing is actually fucking ridiculous. We have just grown up with it. Like I think if Admiral Akbar came out today, we'd be like, "Fucking, what are you doing?" You know what I mean? It's 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 just absurd. But but I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I, I I might write stuff off too easily with that kind of like excuse or whatever. But you know, it is what it is. 
Now, right here, it looks like this is the Phantom. This this is the little ship that goes in the Ghost. And then they're like, I don't know. It, it looks, looks like something has been picked up by another ship, and they're chasing that. But this could also be related to that shipyard. So I'm not sure if this is just stuff leaving the uh, the uh, shipyard and the Phantom like sort of chasing uh, a perp through it. Hard to say, and then we got we got the shot that we talked about yesterday with uh, Hera. A little bit of lens flare ca captured it for JJ. And then we have the the, the, the shot of Chopper. It looks great. Chopper looks like Chopper. Doesn't look too clean. He's got, he's got his scratches. He's got his dirt. You know what I mean? Like it's there. So that that makes me happy. But of course they the, they they know how to make the uh, the uh, droids really well. And usually they they do. And then this is that shot of uh, Ezra, and this is what I saw. This is the, this is how I first saw this guy back in the uh, the uh, day when they when they were filming that. And uh, I'm gonna guess, you know, he's gonna look a lot different actually in the show. And then we kind of already looked at this before, but that's that's Ahsoka, I guess. In I'm not Ahsoka. That's Sabine in uh, his old place in that tower, I think, watching the hologram going like, ah, I promise this guy I'd get him back. I gotta get him back. And then right here is where, where we get like... Yeah, it's a tiny shot. Yeah, she's Looking tiny. Right there. Like, <laughs> she's tiny, dude. Tiny yeah. There's something about the scale to everything. It makes her look even like action figure size. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's tiny. I mean, it might... I can't I, pin it. It, it might be that, that the background's not real. And yeah, there's something Indian. And that's, I can't say that, right? Like, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it might American it, in the cupboard. You know what I mean? Like, like oh yeah. yeah. Well, it is called Indian in the cupboard, whether it's right or not. That is what this fucking thing is called. But yeah, oh, thanks. For yeah, that guys. that is uh yeah that 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 might be that might be it. Might be the the, the scale or you know like it might be like a really tall door that's designed for fucking Zeb Aurelios to be able to walk through. With no problem. I'm not gonna hyper focus on it. I'm just saying. You just, you just, you just did. <laughs> nope. Um, I, if I say I'm not gonna do it, then I could take it all back. Like. So, so here, this is almost your 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 uh, ear shot, but not. But it has a lightsaber in it, so it doesn't get the ear. Um, it gets the. You see the her green saber, and uh, you know, then that's that's what I you know had had heard. Most that, That's yeah, what I look like when I pull out fight. my key fob to get in the car, right? Like, right. right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then right here we we see Sabine with the uh, with the uh, saber. So I, I I told you guys these guys would fight, and uh, there it is. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if if there's more than one. If there's two, I'm not sure if this is the Nodian Highlands. But you remember when I had that picture of that elevator? At night from the Ahsoka from the Ahsoka um, uh, set, I do I not. Think, okay, I I had this picture and it was filmed that night. So I I was actually like on a date and she's like, "Can you take me to to that place? I want to see it." And I was like, "Yeah." So I, I and I we went there we went there and it was this set right here outside at night. So this is actually filmed. Um, I believe this is actually this part right here is filmed uh, outside and. In the El Segundo area, out in that 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 yard, out at the train yard, but it was weird. It was like this, like little, like like 
almost like a like a almost triangle shape kind of thing the like the way the way the set moved out and they actually moved it around the uh, the a lot you know so but it was uh, all lit up at night i think for night shots for for night shoots so and then right here we got our michael bay scene which of course aria messaged me about cuz she loves she loves michael bay i don't even think she she really put that together but she was like oh shit she's like why is why did they blow up that place so I just wrote her back and said Taco Bell. That's all I said. Just Taco Bell. But but uh but yeah, so uh, if you remember it looks like that area to where she goes to that world between worlds sort of section. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Balin like meets her in there. And uh so I'm Kind of, kind of uh, wondering if was it nuked from space? Does it blow up? Like, like how does that happen? But it probably has something, something to to uh, do with. We nuke it from space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I like that. It's a good plan. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, fucking but I mean, a, fucking a man. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious if this ends up being why she doesn't just use that that space to like do other things like travel places. You know what I mean? Like, like it does kind of seem like, like you can do that um, in, in the, uh, in the uh, world between worlds, you can use it to like move around or whatever. So Bestman bulletin. You cannot send me a joke that funny and then say, I can't read it out loud. <laughs> Oh, he wants to make those but, kinds of jokes. But he, but he's like, you can't read it out loud. But it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. It was a zinger. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm laughing. Send it to NunTube. Yeah, Uh-oh. They seem to be the arbiters of what's funny around here. Wait, okay. I am trying to put this other image up. Yeah, and then we have this shot we saw back from Celebration. Where she breaks that that window down, and uh, as you know, I, I could tell this is all like artificial, you know, sort of volumey kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of a lot of those shots in that shipyard. I actually like the uh, the uh, look and the uh, use of color that that Filoni is bringing in these moments, like that that whole place. So far, from what I've seen, it look it actually like looks cool. I don't mind that it's not real looks a little marvel-y in a way i say but still looks pretty good like oh i didn't get a good screenshot of this one sorry guys but this is ahsoka falling down this is where she's like falling down it's, but yeah but i believe this to be um the the machine if you will of what homegirl's making morgan elsbeth this is what she is making, I think, for for Thrawn and his return and stuff like that. So, I'm guessing Ahsoka stumbles upon it either when she's trying to find Morgan, or after she finds Morgan. And like yesterday, I was saying, people were like, "Oh, uh, you know, why why didn't she use magic if she's a witch and all of that stuff?" But I know she's going to use the magic. She's going to use the magic. Um, but you know, we don't really know what happened there and. We know that Morgan didn't die. So like I, I, I just joked that she turned into a fucking bat and flew away. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like like at the end of the day, like 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 what happened there, you know? 
but but and like what did Morgan Squad when he turned into an animated bat? That's yeah. Like, yeah. Or Batman when he turned into an animated bat? Uh, kind of. No, animated cape. I know. It was cool, though. It was cool. You don't like it, but it was no, cool. I, I, I don't like it. And then right here, right here, we can see uh, the revitalized Lothal. So, like, in, in the, the uh, series, Rob, of Star Wars Rebels, Lothal is Ezra's, Ezra Bridger's planet. The Empire sort of shows up one day, and then it becomes sort of like it looks like an oil refinery almost like a star Wars oil refinery uh, eventually. And then um, we get this little epilogue in rebels and we see that it's turned into sort of a uh, Ralph McQuarrie, Alderaan, Bespin, the planet, not the man kind of, kind of place. So I see. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we have uh, old, old, Hai Young saying it's maybe you should start again. Maybe I think he wants to he wants Ahsoka to uh make a Jedi Order kind of kind of thing. And I, I, I wondered about this moment because it, she just may go like fuck that in her own way. I think that's what is the likely response is some version of fuck that for Disney Plus. And that's probably all that happens. But we do have Hera in in the series who has a son the Lego leaks imply that the son Jason Zendula is going to be in the show so the question I have is does Jason show up early with Hera or is it sort of maybe at the epilogue of, of the show because the show is going to like I said like the actual punch of the show is not good the ending is actually not good the, bad, the the good guys essentially lose and the bad guys are revitalized and ready to strike the new republic in some way now and so it's a downer right a big debbie debbie downer but i'm curious if it's a the, downer well do we end up with ahsoka accepting her place in the galaxy reconciling with her past by the end of it and then maybe taking J- Jason Sindola as as a padawan by the end of it and could this sh- this moment right here actually be from the end after the adventure's over and they they've returned for instance and uh he's like it's time to begin again and then that's why Jason shows up and like that that's her padawan um that that might might be that might might be the angle. And the other thing I would say too about all of this is, there's always the hope that Ahsoka doesn't that Ahsoka decides to do it her own way and takes on the the, the Ronin motif we discussed yesterday on the show about how like uh, she's essentially a Ronin. That that's what they're what they're implying. Um, maybe she's maybe she is going to be so anti organized religion or institution that she's like no we're not going to be institutionalized it's going to be a jedi and a padawan and you're going to take them out into the world and you're, you're going to teach them and then you're going to let them go and they're going to just bring good and it's not going to be an organizational thing and uh if that happened i think that would actually be be rather wise because it would allow Star Wars Ky- santa learns that that means you got to homeschool your kids right? what no, um, no, it would, it would, uh, no, but what it would do is it would allow for 
Kylo Ren to destroy Luke Skywalker's Jedi Temple, murder everybody in there, but then there's still to be these Jedi philosophical Jedi stragglers who exist out there, and it won't be as egregious as the situation we find ourselves in during the the uh, dark times when we find out that there's like ten Jedi who are alive and we hear their, hear their stories, and then we feel like there's too many for some. Like that, it won't it wouldn't have that same kind of thing. So. I I, I kind of hope that's that's where this is going and where they're like taking it, and it would be in- interesting if if Luke if uh, Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano are like have a disagreement, but it doesn't mean that they want to kill each other in an alley. It just means like, well, you do yours, I'm gonna do mine, and and it's like a mutual respect is there, and nobody's saying there's a right way, and that they just both go about doing it. You know what I mean? Like like in that that sense, I'm kind of hoping that's that's what we you know what we get yes uh and seth brings up what i'm i'm hinting on there's an interview from dave that came out with these photos that basically confirms ahsoka is a way seeker which died out during the high republic and when i hear that way seeker kind of kind of concept and what it really is and when i've been hearing the whole time that it's based off of these various sort of samurai films and stuff like that it's she's a shogun and they're calling a shogun a way seeker and yeah and the high republic books talk about the, the way seeker concept there's probably a good wikipedia article on it if you would like further reading but uh <laughs> royal says this is the way seeker yeah that that makes sense but um oh yeah there was one more thing i i want to cover b- before we before we uh, wrap up today's show, and it's it's on Bespin Bulletin. There's a Star Wars website that you can give coffee to. Uh, so here we are, Balin Skull. I I forgot about this one yesterday. Oh wait, I think I had to leave. Yes, yeah, I had to take the groceries to the kids yesterday. They were hungry. They were like, "Bring us the groceries. We want we want our chips and ice cream." I love chicken and a biscuit. I'd fit that up right now. You piece of shit. Why did you say that? Um, (laughs) I I know our generation. (laughs) Fucking you give me fucking, you know know what I want right now, dude? Chicken and a biscuit with the can of cheese, fucking that cheese spray and a squirt. I've been holding back. (laughs) <laughs> I swear to you, God. You, you, when you say that, it's like saying R2 and not 3PO. If you say it, we're going to think that. So, do you go with the smoky cheese, the, the sharp cheddar, or the ham flavored cheese? I, I don't like the artificial smoked flavor in things, okay. you know? Yeah. So, I, I usually. Like like when I go out for like sushi, one of the only things that that will ruin it is um, I don't like smoked smoked salmon, either. I, I if it's really really good, I could go with it, but I try to avoid it. All right. Okay. So this is from this is from yesterday, I think. Is today the seventh? Yeah, this is from yesterday on bestmanbolton.com. The Mandalorian season three, Bo-Katan, Kreese, and Din Djarin kissed in an outtake. So Din, they 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 kissed. Over the weekend, PHX Fan Fusion took place and featured an appearance from a star of The Mandalorian, Bo-Katan herself, the Sackoff. Back off or Sackoff is what we always say over here. 
uh, took part in a Q&A session. We never say that. <laughs> where, where she answered many questions from those in attendance. By the way, She's I... very strong, Jason. She could kill I, us all don't, with her bare hands. Don't, don't I had, start shit. <laughs> I knew that this... We had this, like, weird weirdo friend. I could do a whole podcast on this weirdo guy I used to know. And uh, he, he decided, like, he needed, like, a catchphrase. And his catchphrase at school was was back off or jack off. And I was like, so you literally want people to, to, to jack off in front of you is what you're saying. And then he'd get really <laughs> mad. And then 10 minutes later, he would go back to saying back off or jack off. But anyways, he was he was a character. Anyways, uh, Sackoff's appearance is where she revealed that an outtake of The Mandalorian Season 3 featured her character Bo-Katan sharing a kiss with the series lead, Din Jaren. Before we continue with the Mandalorian news, I'd like to share that you can now support my work in two ways. Firstly, you could give me a super chat or be a channel. Oh, no, this is for him. First is that he has a Patreon he made. So, like, if you click right here and then you, you just, like, go over here, like, 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 this is his Patreon right here. I want to show it. And for $3 a month, this here does not have any perks. It's simply to support the work of bestmanbulletin.com. That, 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 that's what it does. So feedbestmanbulletin.com, yeah, it's, it's fair, you know? Support him. So, um, or you can give him a coffee if you want to just give him the a tip. And then I if support. you do, if you do though, say, say, here's just, just the tip like you like it. He'll love it. Yeah. Okay. S send him a direct message with just that every mm -hmm. time. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so during uh, okay, this is from Bestman back to the site. During the QA session, a fan asked Katie where her favorite, and he spelled favorite wrong again. This guy doesn't know how to spell. Um, our this this guy asked Katie or about her most emotional scene and was involved that involved Bo Katan and Din. Katie was quick to reveal that her favorite once again, he spelled favorite wrong again. Uh, favorite moment was a scene from the Mandalorian season three, episode seven which was titled The Spies. Sackhoff revealed that her favorite moment of Bo and Nila is where Din declares his loyalty to Kreez and states that her song was yet to be written. Sackhoff joyfully said that it felt like Kreez and Din's Titanic moment, referencing an iconic scene with James Cameron's flick, which saw Leonardo DiCaprio's Jack holding on to Kate Winslet's Rose at the front of the iconic ship as Rose opens up her arms at sunset and declares she's flying as a rendition of Celine Dion's my heart will go on plays the moment from Katie might be an insight in, into how she sees the scene shared by Bo and Din romantic Sackoff went on to reveal that in an outtake of the scene Din who was played by Brendan Wayne kissed Sackoff's crease through his helmet which you can read Katie Sackhoff's comment below. Alternatively, you can watch the video. We'll, we'll read the comment. This, this is me as Katie Sackhoff, you guys. So back off or sack off. Okay, here it goes. The scene between Bo and Mando on the front of the boat is like our Titanic moment. You know, it's like, I'm the queen of the world. I wanted to stand on the front of that boat. It was begging for me to do that. There's definitely an outtake where Brendan Wayne grabs my face and kisses me through the Mando helmet. So it's a joke, right? It was quite funny. Brendan Wayne is one of the men that wears the Mando suit. It was really fun. Yeah, that scene for, for me was really important because it's a scene where he says 
that your song is not yet written. It was so hard not to cry during that scene. It's such a sweet moment. That's what Katie says. So if he has the helmet on and he kisses her, it sounds like they're fucking around to me. Doesn't it? Yeah. Like he's not not really gonna gonna do it. And then I and I would imagine they they I, I wonder if they scripted that as a moment when they thought they might have Pedro for 24 hours <laughs> and then they just didn't so it's like what are they going to do have him kiss the helmet you know but who knows it seems as, as if the kiss itself wasn't anything of real significance and was just cut from the series as i'd seen some fans claim on social media judging by psychos comments it's possible the moment was just played for laughs by brendan wayne that that's what i think based off the quote it's also no surprise that the kiss would have taken place with wayne the actor who's primarily in the suit alongside latif crowder as a re- reported throughout the production i did too man i did too um the production of the mandalorian season three pedro pascal was not present for filming yeah he just never was you read that like the end of those those mm -hmm. medical commercials where they have to read that 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 little oh right you know the the eula or whatever down there you know i I wanted pedro was an i for filming i I was i yeah i was originally going for (laughs) game over man game over and if a kiss was planned between Bo and Din, you'd assume that Pascal would most certainly have been present for that moment. And th- that's what I wonder if they're like alluding to, though. Was that supposed to be a thing? And then it was like just pulled out and then, then they, they they mocked it. But anyways, it's unknown if Pascal will, will be featured in the filming of The Mandalorian Season 4, which was originally penciled in for a late September start. No, he's not. But he has since suffered a delay due to an unknown time due to the Writers Guild of America strike. Pascal was not available for filming of The Mandalorian Season 3 due to his commitment to HBO's The Last of Us, which filmed its first season during July. Blah, 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 blah. It seems that history is set to repeat itself. The Last of Us 2 is slated to film from the end of 2023 until the later half of 2024. And he, and I we were, we were talking the other day, he's doing another film, too. I don't know if you put that in there, but I'm getting tired of reading. Sorry. Uh, Sakov goes on to say that she, like many others, is shipping Din and Bo... Um, adding that she had conversations about how the two would make love. A comment I'm sure will send some fans into a bit of a frenzy. A girl will fucking up. We all know it's just doggy style and it's crude. As the appearance featured a Q&A, Sackoff was, multi- was asked multiple questions by those in attendance at the PHX Fan Fusion event. Some other answers of interest included Katie Sackoff revealing that she frequented the Ahsoka set the next Star Wars series to be released, but did not confirm if Bo-Katan would appear in the upcoming series and refused to answer a question in regards to Bo-Katan ever leading her own live-action series or movie. Sackhoff reportedly didn't give an answer, but instead simply smiled and moved on. Throughout the season, many Mandalorian fans noted romantic chemistry between Din and Bo-Katan. I personally didn't get that vibe from the series they shared. I saw the relationship as one that started off on a sour note, but evolved into one of respect, e- equality, and perhaps friendship. Clearly, Sackoff sees it different, and maybe it opens the door for a future romantic coming together for the twosome, but time will only tell. Yeah, that, that that's my whole thing about it, is I wrapped up this season with this, just because of the way it concludes, with that same take as Bespin, but I also feel like he's a dude who's just not in touch with his like uh with himself he's very much into the into that code and 
she doesn't strike me as the 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 kind to go put on a fucking dress and be like and be like hold me. So I I almost think that it if they were to ha- have any kind of chemistry, I don't think there would be a lot of pretense to it. If you were to write those characters true to what we know the men as and what we've seen. So I think the fans that are seeing it there are probably seeing as much as is going to be there if it ever is there. And I and the characters are respected. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Like what I'm saying, or does that sound wrong? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You know. And then Bestman says, "We all know somebody likes that, right?" Um, yeah. Is there a um, Baymax says, "Is there a button on their helmets where the visor like glass slides back so the tongues can get through?" Well. <laughs> <laughs> Like the painting in Goonies when he sticks his tongue in it. Hey, Mikey, how do they like a little kiss? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Give me yeah. a little kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always, I always, always love when, when, when the, one of the kids is like, "That's my, that's my mom's favorite part." Yeah. <laughs> you just hear one of the kids say that. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be here if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh his comment is in reference uh to the to the witness no fucking no fucking because it is not the way oh yeah anyways though yeah i i don't i don't think there's like i i don't think that's implying that there's like a cut scene where they fucking kiss um if they had pedro pascal in that season i think they would have kissed I think Pedro Pascal and and Katie Sackhoff probably would have wanted that. There probably would have been more to play with on that front, and because they're they they, they didn't have them, it's just literally off off the table. That's why as as the show goes on, I, I'm not like pro getting rid of Din. I'm pro getting Pedro back and not doing shit with 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 him. Don't do stuff with Din if you don't have them, like in totality. You know, at least, at least I mean, overall, I mean, because it's 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 it 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 held the it's holding that show back. You know, at at the end of the day, that that's what I think, anyways. But uh, yeah, be- best Ben, send me send me the uh, the uh, final clip again because. Uh, I'm, I was just trying to dig through it. I, I, I've taken like 99 screenshots of bullshit since yesterday, so I've lost the video. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward. Just in a minch ain't one. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right, there it is. Yeah, see, it still ends up being okay. I think I'm able to save it again. So yesterday, he he made us a video. Right, Bespin Fullerton, <laughs> and it turned out he made a he made an even mom, better my, version. My mm-hmm. wife heard me laughing from outside the house. Like she was outside. She heard me laughing <laughs> when the Batman music starts playing and and Costanza's eating the ice cream. It's yeah, so funny. It's so right. good. It's so good. Wait, where where where's it at? All right, there it is. Right, is this it? No, no, no. Here it is. Come on, computer, wake the fuck up. 
I'm like airdropping it over. Oh, there it goes. Okay, so this is this is his final version. You guys ready? He's Bruce Wayne is Batman. I am in reality Batman. <laughs> 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 he says, "Let's get nuts." Uh, <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got it all. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty one. good. That's, a good that's pretty one. good. Mm-hmm. We gotta put that on YouTube. Let's put that on the channel. Let's upload it. He, he should put it on so his. Uh, he should put it on his um, TikTok when when Batman comes out. I I, I think you know. Batman, you should be giving these to Patreons, right? You should be like, here's here's the Ooh. video, buddies. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, Julian. Thank you for being a channel member. By the way, if I've never thanked you, I appreciate it. And Baymax and everybody else, uh, I, I appreciate it. Like I appreciate the uh, support. Julian says, "Does Sabine have long hair in the first or second half? Because she fights Shin with long hair. It looks like. Yeah, that's that's something. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it goes. I feel like." Um, the the long hair might be like the actual like look to show that time has passed from when she had the short hair because she has short hair in the epilogue from Rebels. So I based off of that, that's my assumption of how it goes. But we'll we'll have to like, you know, as more TV spots drip in, we'll, we'll be cognizant of that and see if we can figure out how, how the timeline works. But I would say that it like, yeah, the um the uh, difference in her her hair at the very least, does confirm that we have two different time periods going on. And there's always a chance she has short hair, long hair, and cuts it when they go back out in the field, right? Like, that's completely possible, too. So, but, uh, yeah, we, we'll look into that, though, because that, that's a that's a really good point. All right, everybody, we're going to call it a show, and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, covering all of the uh, st- the uh, Star will? Wars news, yeah, we will. I, th- no, I think we'll do we the show on Thursday. I, I think we'll do it early, though. I think we'll do it early. Uh, Bestman says the epilogue thing takes place halfway in, though. So, long hair first, she has long hair when Ahsoka shows up and tells her something is coming, right? That makes sense, but it's also kind of weird that she's fighting Shin with the long hair, so. They could I just mean, be using a hair thing to show time. If you told us two different no, the, periods when we're doing that's the show, so that, that, that's what it is. But the, 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 the what's weird about it is we have Shin going after her at that point. So so for all we maybe she's been chased by Shin for like maybe this has been an ongoing thing, and 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 we're gonna learn that like Shin wants her two dollars, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. And that's so that that's that's where that's where I think Julian brings up a good question. So Shin is in the, in the first half, and so I'm almost like based off of that, thinking that Shin must be may, might be after her for a while. Maybe there's there's something to that, you know. Maybe Thrawn. They are mercenaries who are working for Thrawn, and they did fuck Thrawn over. So maybe Thrawn's essentially put a bounty on her. Maybe she's in that, Look, you know. These shows would have to be written in a radically different way for all that to happen. I hope so. No, you no, know. this, no, this literally happened. Generally, really straightforward, no. you know. No, like, no, no. But in this show, I believe we have three time periods. 
I believe we have the epilogue to Rebels. We have our opening present tense, and then we have a time jump when we get into the last four of when they end up out into the, to the place. So, yeah, I mean, but the, but the whole so the whole question we have is where do these places fit in? And like I've uh, I I knew that. Well, uh, here's one thing I I said it before, but I don't know if people picked up on it. But Shin and Balin, at first, we believed were out with Thrawn only. But we know that Shin and Balin start in the core worlds with with Morgan Elspeth. So I'm going to guess that it Shin goes after um, her at that point. Maybe when Ahsoka shows up to take her with her, maybe Shin has followed her. Because Ahsoka's already been out there fucking up business for Morgan. And maybe that's sort of how that goes. It would make a lot of sense, but, and I will say though, based off of classic, classically, like I remember back in the day, fucking having to fight with the Hasbro people about when Star Wars Rebels was coming out, they wouldn't make Hera and they wouldn't make Sabine. They were being total fucking idiots about it. And uh, there was, there was like, yeah, there was, there was like a whole thing. Like they started DMing me and shit, and I'm like, you guys are fucking up. You're being fucking idiots. You know, you guys are, are are deciding that girl toys don't sell because you don't fucking make them. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. So what I'm so Baymax says they have to do multiple different looks, and they showed us to uh, sell toys, and I'm like, will they even really go that far with it? Well, you know what I mean. To what to what extent will they will they do the variant? Because Based off of how it went in the past, we're lucky to even get one. But I hope I hope that's not true. I hope I'm wrong. You know, uh, he says there's five different Black Series Kenobi's from the one series. Jesus Christ, yeah. But he had different different costumes and shit. So uh, Ahsoka will definitely get get different looks. But will will Sabine? You know what I mean? And will Sabine when she's not in within her Mando gear get a toy? I am. Or you know what I mean when she's like like long hair. I, I kind of don't think so. Um, but I would love to be wrong. Hopefully they make it and hopefully it sells. But but at the same time, that's why I I got burnt out on the products and the the toys because I know what was really going on behind the scenes on a lot of that shit, and it's just soul crushing and stupid. And you yeah, know what I mean? No, I've been there. I've been yeah, they they I, fucking I, I fought. I have fought this. You know, I remember telling. <laughs> Look, I'm a different breed. When I was a kid, I want to say around 85, 86, I was in a, my uncle, my, 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 my bigger uncle moved into this apartment complex and they had one of those like little, little like play areas, you know, in the quad, like the apartment complex fits around it. So it's in the center. Yeah. So I was in the little sandbox playing by myself, no one out there. And I look in the sandbox and there's a Tila figure, the Tila He-Man with the snake outfit yeah. and shit. And I was... I no, keep uh, it, bro. You know, and I was so excited. Evil you know, but like, but oh, oh, wait, no, no. Tila had the, the the snake thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, she didn't have right. it in the show. She had it as the figure. Yeah, she had that like cobra kind of thing that went yeah. on her. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was super excited because that was like almost impossible to. No one had that figure. Yeah, and I remember bringing that to my friends at school, and those fuckers just roasted my ass for the better part of a fucking year. I didn't care, mm. man. I loved it. You know, I was like, mm. but. Yeah. I don't know, you know, like I, maybe that mentality hasn't changed, you know. Well, no, no what, what they like, 
what they've done a lot of the times, like in the toy industry, um, with Star Wars specifically that I know, is for instance, Lucasfilm misled licensees that Finn, for instance, uh, this ha- this happened was the main character in The Force Awakens. They overproduced Finn Finn figures, then when they he wasn't the main character and then it didn't sell they used it as the excuse that the character is not that relatable isn't that big of a deal and blah 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 but the the story didn't service the product and then the product in the end made their self-fulfilling prophecy correct right right that's and, uh, that's how it Brandon happens. likes to say Rob complaining yesterday that Apple headset doesn't play 3D movies, but they literally showed them playing 3D movies in an announcement using Avatar as an example. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the fucking two hour long fucking yeah. demo of of an of a iPhone as a goggle. I said it may not. My yeah. bigger fear was that you can't use you'll have to use whatever's in their ecosystem. And there's going to be a lot of 3D movies not available. And I like to be able to stream mine because I physically own all my 3D movies and I've ripped them. To which you know Apple doesn't really allow you to use anything that isn't outside their ecosystem. So, you know, my complaint yeah. at the end of the day was that's a thirty-five hundred dollars system, Brandon. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, I, and my real complaint for the for the PSVR two was that it doesn't. You know, like that. I mean, at the end of the day, a little tube could come out and suck your dick. You're not going to be able to afford it, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You got has... me, Brandon. You got me. You got me. I, um, I got that one wrong. That the... fucking wrong box. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I figured it would, and if it didn't, it would. But, I, but yeah, yeah once totally again. Totally worth $3,500 now, Brandon. Go, go when, have at when, it. <laughs> when, when we were covering it, you couldn't just go watch like the, the things like that from it. So, yeah. Baymax says uh, they'll likely make the action figures first. And or black series figures right now are peg warming. Uh, doesn't everybody like pegging? Uh, because they're not action figures. Book of Boba Fett sells toys and or not so much. Yeah, and that's that is another like thing to 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 consider is like yeah the um, young people who would play with the toys are not going to connect with Andor in the same way and then want to play with with those kinds of of figures. So it's like I think it's a little strange that they. Did black yeah, but Andor wins Peabody's and Boba Fett not Book of Boba Fett not so much. Mm-hmm. So you gotta yeah. just choose. Do you Peabody's... want to or do you want to sell toys? But you yeah. can do both, right? Peabody's can do another. Yeah, Peabody's yeah, Peabody's don't don't cash checks, but at the same time, um Peabody's keep adults interested. So they also cash prestige, which that studio is constantly trying to sell you. So at least some shows are actually living yeah. up to the legacy of Lucasfilm that they like to promote all the time, right? Yeah. Big golden logos and shit. Says, uh, as she says, they didn't sell Lego Kylo shuttle was black. So Lego made it gray and it was poorly made. Yeah. I also remember uh, at the time buying um, like Star Wars battleship for my kids and it fucking stunk. It smelled so fucking awful that's yes cheap plastics yeah, yeah it was fucking yeah. awful yeah and it was yeah. cheap and it was a p- piece of shit um yeah so yeah. they may have i'm not going to say what country of origin they shipped it to but we had specifically you know this is why lego we had the exclusive lego license for the longest time for apparel mm-hmm. and um this place i was at and it, they they were they decided to ship them to separate com- countries to get them 
done cheaper and didn't tell Lego, and it was being sh- like produced with the worst kind of plastisol you can imagine. The Lego shirts, you could smell them from like a mile away. Like, you walk into Walmart, you could almost smell them. Like I'm mm-hmm. being a little hyperbolic, but not really. And yeah. Lego flipped out on it. This is how I'm not being hyperbolic. So yeah. they went and said, all of our shirts will be made with water basing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, a, you've told me about that before. Yeah, which is like a fucking 100 to 200% cost increase. And they're like, we don't care if you don't make Lego shirts because we don't make money. This is just promotion. We don't give a shit. So either yeah. you make it with the fucking water basing or we're done, mm-hmm. you know, because of that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Brendan says, I think the headset is stupid, too. I just thought it was funny because of the Avatar thing. Listen to the show all the time. You guys are awesome. Hey, I, I, lo- I love you, Brendan. Uh, Rob just doesn't know how to love. It's okay, though. It's okay. I don't. You, you know. I don't. And, I don't and, love myself. It's everyone and, else I have a problem with. Like, and it's, <laughs> and you, are, you, are, you are Brendan Wayne, the Mandalorian, correct? Like the real Mandalorian. No, man. He's, That's he's Brendan Wayne. The guy who play, he's the guy who plays uh, Xander. <laughs> Brendan you. didn't. Brendan didn't, didn't want the smoke. Didn't want to catch Rob's hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. The cops are here to get me. I gotta Speaking go. of smoke, <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, well, I, I think we will do the uh, show or, um, earlier tomorrow morning at some point, especially if there's news. Uh, I'm doing doing something tomorrow, so. Uh, well, but I don't want to miss the. Sh- I don't want. I want to do the show tomorrow. It's my, my. That's that's my point. So um yeah so we'll see we'll see everybody sometime tomorrow. I'll I'll try to give an update or something about what time that will be if I can. And uh and Rob I'll let you know obviously. And uh Yeah, thanks. But, thanks for that. You know, you know. <laughs> I mean after that after that blunder yesterday with the avatar thing on the headset, I just I don't know. I think you might need a time. We can out. all make it up by singing happy birthday to Filoni. Oh no. Right. Happy and birthday, Dave Filoni. To, to Happy me. birthday. For he's a jolly good fellow. I make you write a script and I take the credit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Dave. Oh no. No, it's Dave. Tr- oh no. no. I can't say that. <laughs> no, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been that way Enjoy. since he's copied off somebody's homework in like third grade, you know? I, uh, I'm telling you right now, if I had a choice between going to FUD Records with James Cameron or Dave Filoni, it'd probably be Dave Filoni. Oh, Cameron yeah. A, he's a vegetarian. You know, but Filoni, I think you got to have a good time at FUD Records. I wonder well, if James the, would eat the brownie. I wonder if he eat the brownie. Nah. I wonder. Nah, he wouldn't. He would, he would just keep going like, I, I wonder I wonder if this is I wonder, wonder, wonder if this is vegetarian here. And then you could be like, yeah, dude, this is fucking outlandish. You know? You give us something to talk about. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Rob. See everybody tomorrow. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show.